GM, welcome to From A to Z. I'm Zombie Shepherd. This is Zephi. Rusty is screaming in the background, so you might hear some cat going on. And uh, we got Gachi Farmy here with us. And uh, yeah, oh, kicking Jim, it Jim. off. Kicking it off on a Tuesday like we do. So, how's it going, man? How's the week? How's uh Busy. It's always busy, you know? It's like, even in a bear, we're just building. We're busy. We're doing things. I got 10 different uh, ten different projects I'm working on, and i with all of them, but it's just a lot going on. How you totally. doing? Um, same, same. I got some IRL work going on, but um, which I was like, I did no IRL work last week. I was just Web3 last week. This week, I'm like balancing both, and then... Uh, been really hectic because I'm planning to go to Art Basel. So I've been like planning and, you know, I had to like book all my stuff and figure out what I'm doing. It's just been, you know how it is like trying to plan oh, yeah. a trip. It just gets crazy to a place you've probably never been. Um, maybe you actually, no, I've never been to Miami. I've been to Orlando a bunch of times cause I have uh, friends out there and I've been to festivals out well I made the friends going to the festivals so uh, sick and wrong I've worn that shirt on the show a couple times they're now called mm -hmm. Bizarro Land but yeah they're a film festival in Orlando and I've been to the Florida Film Festival so Orlando is actually like a couple hours north of Miami though so little different very different town. Miami's a party town. Orlando is more of a resort town, I guess you'd say. It's it's Disneyland, yeah. you know? Yep, yep. It's Tourist not time. a good place for, like, poor people because uh, there it's not walkable and there's not great public transportation in Orlando. Ah. Uh, today, I, I mean... When I mean not walkable, I mean like eight lane highways, like, you know, four lanes on either side and like yeah. two seconds to walk and somebody's always got the right of way and it ain't you. <laughs> well, it should be fun. You know, get out, of the, get out of the house, get a little fresh Florida air, see some yeah. art. Well, I already awesome. looked at the weather and it looks like it's like 20 degrees warmer there than it is here. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I would take that. I would take that. I'm digging it's out of snow. Like, yeah, like 70s and 80s over there. So, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 60s here, which like doesn't sound bad to anyone who actually is in the cold. But we have the, the humidity here that makes it like literally go through all of your layers. Like a, just a damp cold. I'm not... I hate the cold and I'm not experienced with the cold, but I went to Park City, Utah a couple years ago for the Slam Dance Film Festival and it was like 20 highs and negative 10 lows. And I bundled and like did everything. I, I bought clothes I would never buy because we don't need it here in Louisiana and I was fine. I, I was like, wow, this really isn't that bad. And then I got home and walked out of the airport in New Orleans to 40 degree weather and was like, oh, fuck this. And turned around and went right back inside because it was too cold. Just and I humidity. was wearing the same clothes. It, but it's Aww. the humidity doesn't allow those. It doesn't trap the heat because that, that moisture gets under your clothes. And if anything, you try to protect yourself from the cold and just end up sweating. And now you're cold because <laughs> you're sweating. <laughs> Hashtag just Louisiana problems. Am I right? 
Oh man, I guess anywhere that's like cold, subtropical humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just regular cold here, and any humidity turns into ice, and it stacks up on my driveway. So. I'm sure that's much worse. You know, I mean, you've never seen you don't a have movie. Trouble humidity. Yeah, I don't think you've seen a movie like The Shining happen in New Orleans because people are just. You know. <laughs> Because nobody in their right mind would build a hotel there. No, <laughs> <laughs> got him. You gotta see the beyond. All right, if you want right. to talk about a horror hotel movie in New Orleans, that's a great one. The Beyond. The, the Beyond. It is a Lucio right. Falsi movie. See, this is actually something that probably a lot of my GMI friends don't know about me, but I am a Jalo aficionado. Like Jalo films, they are. They're called yellow films. Giallo is, is, I think it's the Italian word for yellow. And basically they're like bad horror movies. They're like, just like really bad, like really like cheesy, but made. they okay. have yeah. great visual effects. Like if they, you know, like, and they were the first movies to really show gore and things like that. Um, I want to say they were definitely the first ones to, because re- like a Lucio Fulci movie will like focus on the thing like there's one scene in the beyond where someone's like head gets pushed onto a nail and it like focuses on the back of the head and then it focuses on the nail coming through their eyeball and pushing it out at like at the screen like that so like very gory visual effects but and just very cheesy movies um but that's like i love those films they're so i mean you know the, the ones you'd probably know are like suspiria you know, oh, there's none I know. <laughs> I, I don't know most of the like well, mainstream. I'm something you may not know about me is I am media illiterate. IRL. That's true. <laughs> I do know that you've said you don't what watch movies. Movie? It's crazy to me because I'm like totally. There are some movies that I've literally seen a hundred times. Like there's no like easily like the Big Lebowski. I like literally can find a line for the big Lebowski for any moment in life. Something can happen and I can pull a line from the big Lebowski and yeah. like just well-placed. Like <laughs> I don't retain any of that. When I watch shows or movies, it's like, this is entertaining for this two hour span and then gone. Never That's again. how I am with a lot I don't of things. watch movies. I don't reread books. It's a one and done. Oh man. I, I am like that with a lot of things. I can't lie. There's some things that I've seen that I'm just like, especially like newer horror movies and like stuff like that, or especially a lot of these really bad DC movies. Like DC movies really aggravate me. Like in general, they're just not great on any level. <laughs> and in some cases they're downright bad. Um, yeah, but and I'll, I'll forget I saw it because they're so bad. I'm like, did I see this? And then I'll put yeah, it on. I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember how bad this is. This I remember is. turning this off here. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, I literally like turned it off in my mind and watched the whole thing after that point somehow. <laughs> Crazy. Well, we're very different in that way. I just learned, so that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, but hey, I got I got some good news though. Cool. I got some I got some pretty cool stuff in the mail this weekend. I don't know where it came from, but <laughs> nice. I got this cool Zim Timo mug. Very killer. I got one of them. Logo is dope. It wraps around real nice. And then my GMI shirt's here. So man. Awesome. GMI'd up. Got I like the, the classic black. black. Yep. 
super soft. Like it's really a comfortable shirt. I've told you, man. These are so nice. Like this one, uh yeah, this is the first time I'm wearing this one. This is the raspberry heather. I like the the faded out look on it, but yep. I actually, since I'm going to Art Basel next week, made special shirts just for the trip. Um That's like, fun. Appropriate. Yeah. Art, art conference thing. Um Oh shoot. <laughs> All right, Thanks later, for stopping, Gachi by. Gachi Thanks for stopping by. Catch the rerun. <laughs> um, but I made some special shirts just for the trip so that I could like rep while I'm out there because I'll be I'll be hanging at the fake Gachi table or booth or whatever it is for all day at one event. I'll be like the face of fake Gachi. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so I made a really cool shirt for that day. I have a. Um, I talked to Stellar Hobbs and got permission to print his fake gachi on a shirt. So, friends, mm. this is fine. I'm going to wear that. But extra special because on the left sleeve, I have Hefe's SBF. <laughs> oh, no. The SBF gachi Perfect. on the shoulder. Totally. That's yep. Perfect. So. I love it. And then I made a, a seasoning shirt. And that one is it's uh just it's actually specially made for it you haven't seen it so it's the turtle picture but there's like some a different logo and some other stuff i just realized i was thinking i made three shirts for myself but actually no futuristic is going to be the first person to get their uh texas chainsaw shirt because since i'm going to see him next week out of town Mm. i went ahead and ordered his shirt at the same time and I think uh, what I'll probably do is send out a DM to everybody today. I should just do this after this call and um, get everybody's sizes and addresses that is owed a shirt. Because the now that now that it's made, I just have to order them and get them mailed. But I need to. I'd rather do it as one order, I guess. Then um, yeah, that makes sense. It's probably cheaper that way anyway. Maybe I don't know. I have to see. Um, <laughs> hit, hit me up in my DMs. I can get you that information. Cool, cool. This, this is the one for the lens collects, right? That's yes, this is the, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Chainsaw, yep. Yep. Cool. And uh, so that's you, Michaelium, Duke P, and Slaps. Unless put, anybody else filled in the gaps. I don't think anybody right. else has. They haven't moved. Like nobody really. The only person I think who caught up was no futuristic had to collect one, and Slaps had to collect two or three, and he got all his. So, and I think that's it. I'll I'll go back and look and make sure to not leave anybody out. But if I recall correctly, our five winners were no futuristic, Zephi, Michaelium, Slaps, and Duke P. Sounds about right. So. Nice. I'll get those out ASAP. I just got to get everybody's sizes and, uh, yeah, it's cool. But so I got his and, uh, now I'm thinking, man, should I hurry up and like design and bring more shirts? I mean, obviously I'm going to bring at least one GMI shirt, you know? Oh, you got a week still, right? Yeah. 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 I'd have, I might. I was thinking it was this is, weekend. I'm like, who's going to print you a shirt in two days? That's what I'm worried about is because it says the shirts are going to arrive between the 25th and the 28th. Well, this time of year, I wouldn't risk it. You're going to have company delays and shipping delays and weather right. delays. Actually, if there's any delays, I'm not going to have the shirts because, uh, I'm leaving on the 29th. 
at eight. So maybe 30. print locally if you can, if there's any remaining shirts. Um, well, the ones for everyone else, it doesn't matter. I'm not up against the deadline. True, there's no time. Yet. So it's kind of already too late because the local printers, um, the local printers have minimum orders. So yeah, that's the thing. That's yeah. Print on demand is nice, but Gerlaine could have done it, and maybe actually she probably still could. If I wanted Gerlaine to do me some iron-ons, she could do that because that's how the chainsaw mock-up that I was wearing is. That one wasn't printed officially. That was a, an iron-on mock-up so that I could have it for the show to show you. Right. 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 So I'm going to have to order myself a nice one too, because that iron on probably won't last. I don't know how long an iron on is going to last, but maybe I'll just rock it till the iron on peels off and then I'll get one printed. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'm cheap, <laughs> yeah. minimalistic, wear That's it until it wears out and then, then replace it. Hell yeah. Well, man. got a bunch on our list today. Got a bunch of, uh, did let's some get into it. I work on the notes. We got a turkey chase coming up on Saturday. We got new fakes. We got fakes in the queue. Lots of stuff going on in the fake parts. The fakes world. There's still DAO discussion happening in the main server. And it's you know, more eyes, more better. And it sounds like you've got a lot going on with Lens. So I'm hoping, hoping you've got some stories you can fill us in with there. Yeah? I don't want to be, little. you know, not trying to force any alpha. But, you know, we like alpha. But it's all about the story. You know, that's, that's what I want. I'm not going to lie. The big thing right now that is going on, I mean, I've definitely got, I got, I mean, really, we could talk about whatever. And I, honestly, I need to be doing more lens education and more just lens, talking about lens in general, because I am kind of become the go-to guy. Like when people are like, hey, can I do this on lens? People always end up tagging me to be like, Zombie Shepherd can tell you. You know, like, he'll let you know. Already. Like, yeah. Nice. So, and I mean, it, it, it's true. I do really dive into using these things. And I mean, I made an intro to Lens Protocol video in August. You know what I mean? Like, it was a while back when I made that first video. Getting in early. So, I need to do more of that. And, um, yeah, I, I want to be doing more of that. Well, I, there was something I was going to say, though. Oh, the... Uh, I've been trying to get, oh, no, no, it's all good. Tag me all you want. Like, people are hitting me in the DMs, too. Like, it's no worries. Like, I love, you know, talking about Lens and helping people with it. And, um, you know, I like talking and working with the team. Like, the Lens team is really good people, and they've been really supportive of my they work. They seem like it. So, you know, that's been really cool. Um, so, yeah, like, totally, I'm here to help with lens stuff. But We'll circle back to the, we'll circle back to the lens then. Right? Okay, we'll circle back. The big thing I've been trying to do is get people from my Instagram and from my Web2 life to, like, join lens because, like, I'm trying to help them out. And where I mean, everything is happening now. You have lead to join a, Leading a horse to water is, you know... It, I, I and feel are like, they already on Web three, or do they like? Would they have to set up a MetaMask to get on? I mean, I'm pretty sure every, almost everybody on my Instagram is a noob. Like, I only have a few Web three people that? on um, my Instagram. Like, slaps. Uh, actually, talking about lens has made a few more people like see my page and be like, "Oh, hey, this is my lens handle." So I'm actually meeting more crypto Web three people on Instagram now. 
but instagram is an anti-crypto community it seems like there's a lot of hate towards nfts and the facebook community so it's it used to not be but you're right (laughs) but yeah we'll circle back to lens All right, so we got first out the gate, the Torquey Chase. The Saturday hangout this week should be queued up with Alchemica stuffed Torquies that we they're supposed to be fast too, so we will have to chase them down and extract said Alchemica with violent force, but coordination and violent force. I think these these Torquies are going to be different than the pumpkins, the pumpkins. I would bet you they are probably testing a different uh, PVE or PVP mechanic. Yeah, they already said for sure faster. They're going to move faster. And I, so I wonder if that run. means that like they're actually going to run on their own instead of being I pushed. I think they will run. Yep. It's probably like they hit them three or four times and they run X number of pixels away in a direction randomized by... Who knows? Maybe it was the direction of the attack the way the pumpkin. Oh yeah, this is gonna. Be... I'll bet you there will be actual movement of. It. They said fast, so that should be fun. You know, pumpkin do we fun. have a timeline? Is this gonna be like a second half of the call thing again, or that I'm not know. sure. I think the announcement was just you know stay tuned for the hangout coming on Saturday. Gonna be doing turkeys, so very I'll cool. Be there. I smash them Thursday. I'm out. Saturday, I'm back. Gonna get me some alchemical turkeys. Then we got fake gotchis. I mean, just over the last week, we've had a ton of development. Pricing tiers have changed. What, a dozen, two dozen more pieces have come out? There's just been a surge of new art. We've seen, like, we've seen some guilds really killing it. So I guess, first of all, shout out to everybody who's maybe taken a little bit of cut off the top, or maybe cutting a little bit off the top of their post price to make it more accessible affordable it's a tight market a bunch of broke friends out here but we want to help and it's true thank you thank you for helping us help you <laughs> <laughs> it's true man like uh you know we've i've i think it helped market movement i don't really pay attention to these things but it definitely made me pick up more pieces like just feeling like okay i can i can afford to do a few more pieces Same. like you know what i mean so it definitely does and i think you know just seeing like you know, like Supreme Pablo dropped his for five ghosts. And that, I was like, man, that's pretty low. They're already right. back up on the market for 18 ghosts. And I'm like, that's that's what a low price does. It encourages market movement. Now someone's going to look at that 18 and ghosts. royalties. Exactly. That goes to the artist. Right. Before so he, like you know. somebody's going to look at that 18 ghost and be like, well, yeah, this is still within my price range. Whereas if you sell it at 100 ghosts, the next buyer isn't is going to be looking at it for 125 ghost going, eh, you know, like, but yeah, I think we found a healthy market movement here. I think uh, there's a good range. There's a good range in quantities available. Haven't seen any one of ones yet, but also uh, also interesting. Some of the cool burn mechanics and distribution things that are going on. Have you been watching like? There's airdrops, there's supply cuts, there's the tiered pricing. Different artists are trying different strategies, and it's been fascinating to watch play out. 
That is really interesting. It's hard to pay attention to that stuff too because you really have to be on Twitter and paying attention to everything that's going on. I missed the, the Supreme queue. Pablo um, because I didn't see the tweet until today and didn't realize that it happened. So I, I missed out on that one. But at 18 Ghost, I'm like, all right, well, still this is in. still a great entry yeah. point. Like, I don't see anything wrong with 18 Ghost on this. Like, so. And something like that, you know, you're whoever bought it in. And is flipping it. It's going to take a little cut, and the artist is going to take a little cut, and Pixelcraft is going to get a little. Doing it that way, I think more you can share the love more further. You know what I mean? This is an interesting discussion in general. I agree, obviously, as an artist and a person with you know, as with GMI, we've done our NFT drops. We really have worked a lot on these mechanics, and um, I think that like. There's a big discussion right now in the NFT space in general around royalties. And I'm glad that that hasn't been a problem with the Avogadro community. Like, we understand fees and royalties and these things kind of make sense. Like, off top, we don't argue with that thing. But I've seen a lot of people have big hate against royalties. And to me, like, a couple of things. One, I was listening to a Twitter space today with Bitcoinski, who's one of like my favorite NFT developers in the space. He's done uh, Habibi's, Deadfellas, um, a bunch of big name NFT projects. Him and his friends or his group props have been behind it. But he was saying like, if you don't want the artist to get a royalty because it like puts a premium on your flip, you don't care about the artist. You're just here. You're for the flip. Right. And you're actually devaluing your own art because in a project that won't continue to aid the artist, why would the artist continue to aid that project? Like, it's and gotta be a balance. I know and Face has been experimenting with those types of things too. It's experimenting with like quantity and quality or um, quantity of price. Yeah. You know, right? Like volume of low, lower price versus a few higher prices. People are learning where the balance is. And it is a balance. Right. And yeah, and you have to know, like, as an artist, you have to be able to judge your piece and say, like, what kind of piece is this? Is this something that should be in the hands of of more people for less money or is this a piece that needs to be like it only and in exclusivity piece. right so it is like yeah it's it's a question for the artist to really be thinking about with any piece of art that they're releasing like obviously like for me for instance like a song just releasing a song with an album cover i feel like is going to be a cheaper nft than releasing it with the music video you know, there's a whole nother level of, there's another person involved. Like when I'm working with Gerlene on animated things, like that's a whole nother level to it. So this NFT is going to be a higher tier, maybe less of these. More people can own just the song, less people own the film, you know? That makes um, sense. But I've seen people being like about royalties that like, that no business model has royalties that like if you rely on royalties which i don't think anybody should be relying on royalties but 
no business the the argument being that no business model uses royalties and i was like yeah, well first of that's all that's the problem that's why we're fixing it this way here in web3 <laughs> just because it's never been done that's the whole point of web3 is to do a bunch of stuff that should be getting done that isn't getting done but the other part that i thought about it was i'm sorry what are like stock dividends what are interest rates like these are literally a royalty on money if you want to look at it that way. When you put up your money, you put it into a security or you put it into some kind of a, it's no longer fiat, it is now supporting some other economic structure, you expect something to come back in return for that. And you could view that as a royalty in this case. You know what I mean? It is a type of... Uh, yeah. Right. Residual income based on a product or something so it's weird to me that people have been so anti-royalty towards artists when it's like lots of people get residuals and i mean honestly i the the easiest parallel would be film because there's lots of a-list actors that instead of getting paid 20 million dollars up front they take points on the back and that is literally yeah it's a long-sighted goal it's like they know this film's going to gross however many million if I go for points, I can just milk this forever. They get the DVD, they get the distribution, they get all the money that comes in forever because they've asked for points instead of the upfront 20 mil. And it works out for the studio because they ain't got 20 mil. <laughs> so. Very interesting. But I love to see the community, Avagachi, like embracing this and experimenting with it, like, you know, different price tiers, different collect tiers, like, and this is like why I love Lens, because I feel like Lens is another, it is the same type of marketplace, but you can experiment with anything there. You can experiment with writing or music or you know, images, video, like Gerlin mostly posts. You can paint it in any way and trade it for any asset. Gerlin mostly does work in progress things on her lens. And then I mostly do the final film because like I do the polish on the final thing. So like we're going to get a brand account and have like a shared account where we do things together like that. Um, But for now, that's kind of the way it's been is she does things when she has it in her hands. And then I do the final because I'm the final person to touch it. I've Um, liked seeing a lot of those behind the scenes and like, you know, the, the sketches for some of the comic stuff and the, I think I saw seasoning snippets earlier too, maybe. Her first post is the seasoning cover, the turtle picture. (laughs) Her Genesis post. Well, shall we move into lens then? I think we've made it. I kind of blew through fake gotchis there, but we got a lot to unpack with this lens thing. Sure. We, all right. Cause I mean, you're the one, you're the one with the lens info. You're the ones, you're the one with the stories. So if you're ready, I'm going to let you drive. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not actually looking at the notes, so I don't know if there's something I'm specifically supposed to be talking about, but I oh, just nothing in particular. All I had for notes was just the development that's happening both on the platform and, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the platform, and then just your experience, your involvement, what's going on with Lens? I mean, that's why I'm going to Art Basel. Like, yeah, I'm going to Art Basel because I was like, "Hey, who from Lens is going to Art Basel?" And they were like, "We all are." And I was like, 
all right, well, I'm going then. Like, see you there. That's <laughs> it. Like, I'm going to see you all there. You know, uh, Christina and Brad have been super supportive. And now Claire and Sam, I just met them more recently. But like, you know, Christina was the one that first saw Cosmic Spaghetti when I posted it, like the first clip of the trailer. And so that's when, you know, I started talking with the Lens people and it's been, you know, just really cool learning from them, hearing, you know, from the back end about things that are coming. Um, there's going to be a lot of cool features that is a lot of things that I've already talked about that I can talk about. There's some things I can't talk about because obviously, you know, uh, got to keep some things in the bag. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, but you know, like I was saying earlier, you're going to be able to do like, I mean, some of these things shouldn't be surprising to us. And I was asking about them from day one and one being, being able to control a lens account from other accounts. So being in able addition to, to the multi thing, like a proxy. Right. So basically I guess it would work similar to an ENS where you could, hopefully you could also even put that lens address in a, in a cold wallet. Like if you can put your lens in a ledger and just grant yourself access from a hot wallet. I would like then, that. It's a lot more secure for my digital identity, you know? Exactly. And then I'm guessing if you have, if you're the main controller, I'm guessing you can delete other things, but they can't delete you. You know what I mean? Like you can probably add other addresses, but like give them control, but that wouldn't give them access to be able to like change who the controller is, for instance. It likely would just be up to however they code it. You know, they right. could do it granular the way that, that Pixelcraft has, specifically these gotchis or none except for these, or, you know, they've got their, their tiered and, and allowed right. setups. I don't see why Lens couldn't eventually adopt something similar. If we can put our gachi in a hard wallet and rent it to ourselves, why can't we put another asset in a hard wallet? And that's what I'm wondering. Like, it'll be cool to see how many controllers you can have because, um, you know, like for me, I would definitely just throw it in a, in a cold wallet and then have one hot wallet on my desktop to control it and then have another hot wallet on my phone to control it for phone mm. things because I really don't like having MetaMask on my phone, but I want to be able to do things uh, on lens and stuff. So I basically did install MetaMask with a burner wallet on there where like, I'm there just keep like, don't put anything it's in here. Consider this compromised, even though it, I'm like not going to treat it like I'm going to be secure about it, but I'm just going to consider it as like, don't put anything, you know, in here for very long. Um, it's just wallet security. You know, that's typical. That makes sense. So yeah, if so I can, if I can put my account somewhere else and be able to control it from my phone, then that's like golden, you know, because I'm pretty sure if you did it that way, it would be the same as with a gachi pocket where yeah. if I set collect and everything that those collects would go to the cold storage, not to the phone. It's all codable. I, I guess it just depends on how deep they want to dig into those right permissions. Well, can you, so like with channeling, you can't, oh, I guess it would be in the splits. You could, if they do splits, then like, so I was about to say when you're channeling with a gachi, if you were channeling the gachi from a hot wallet, but it's in the cold wallet, 
Okay. You would have to give the hot wallet. You would have to put a percentage to go to the hot wallet if you wanted Alchemica to land in the hot wallet. Otherwise, it's going to go to the cold wallet. I think by default, it's the opposite. Right? No, no, because the owner is where it would go by default. By default, yep. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Because you if you take a tile off the... your land, it goes to the cold wallet. If I rent a gachi to you, and you take a tile off of my land with my it, rented gachi, it goes to my cold wallet. Yes. It won't be in the gachi's wallet, and unless you've given me access to your installations, I won't be able to touch it again. So I'd be able to touch it because you gave me land permissions, and maybe not even, because if you don't have installation permissions, can I remove a tile? That's a good question right there. But if saying you could, if you could take the tile off and you didn't give me permission to access the tile the other direction, then I wouldn't be able to touch it. It would be like, hey, I took that tile off. I can't put it back. <laughs> um, anyway, granular permissions like that are coming. Um, so that's going to be cool for brand accounts like Zimtimo, like from A to Z, like GMI. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a retroactive thing where we're going to be able, I mean, I would hope so. Like yeah. where you're going to be able to go back and set these things. So we have a GMI friends dot lens and then we can, holds that, right? Yes, I believe so. Right. And then he could set the permissions back to say, all right, well, z Zombie, and Hefe can also use GMI Friends. Interesting. I would not doubt that that's coming. Yep. That is coming. I know that's coming. And then, um... Whew, there's, uh, you know, there's more analytics coming. One cool thing I think is going to be... I've been thinking about for a while, and I know that this is coming, but some of these things... Something to think about is that Lens Protocol is the base layer and the dApps built on top of it are going to be the ones that provide the the UI that you're really looking for from a social media. So the way we're thinking about Lens yeah. right now, we're thinking of Linster. Right. That's what we're most familiar with as a platform. That's what everybody's kind of using right now. So, you that's know, not I'm, Lens. That's exactly. It's a dApp. So, um there will be some really interesting dApps, but obviously you've got to have this like protocol layer where the, the permissions have to be there to be able to build some of these cooler things. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to, I have to catch up on lens. There's a lot. Every time I go, I see some new features, you know, we got the DMS. Now we've got, beta text editing we've got all sorts of stuff the I'm dms messages are end-to-end yeah. -end encrypted can't be that bro <laughs> they, yeah okay so they're stored on the blockchain they're publicly accessible but they're encrypted so only i can read the messages and my recipient can read them. i'm That's assuming that sign in i can't even access the dms unless i sign my wallet so that makes sense Right, you can't enable the dispatch for it, I guess. Like, at least not. every. T you're right, every time you click DM, it makes you sign. I think you're right. 
Interesting. Well, or at least the there. first time in an instance. Like maybe it'll keep you signed in for a few minutes, but yeah, it does. Because I just clicked it and I had done it before. But um, yeah, so I do think that there's going to be – so what I was getting at before that it's going to be built with this, that's going to probably be a DAP more than uh, – because like right now you can go to Dune Analytics and start looking at your like your stats and everything. But what about the algorithm? You know, I know we kind of – Got, came here to escape the algorithm, the evil algorithms of Instagram and YouTube and whatever that we feel like are choking us. But yeah. when you actually start using this, you know, lens and lenster, you are like, oh, I remember what this was like when everything was a mess because it was just chronological and because anything that popped up would just be like, like if someone has a comment, the last comment will be the top thing at your feed. So it's really hard to know where a conversation began sometimes. So you have to really try to chase down the post. Um, algorithms. There's going to be opt-in algorithms there's going to be things that allow you to view your timelines the way you want to see it and to be able to like i guess have some people float to the top you know like you can choose your favorites and things like that um like right now i, I mean like. maybe there is through like push but i don't think there's a way to get notifications for it if someone you like posts i don't if they do, it's the thing. Yeah, it might be push because the EPNS, mm. um, they may have a lens integration that that allows for that. I actually don't. I would very much it. like to toggle. If there's a feature that that lets me put like three or four people as like preference at the top of my list, I would use that for sure. There are profiles just because I know where to collect stuff. There are profiles that I manually type in, like go here and I collect whatever's there, and I go here and I collect whatever's there, and it's the same four or five profiles every day. But they don't show up in my feed. There's always just more stuff from other people that are, you know, maybe related, maybe not related. So yeah, having a having the ability to tweak that to kind of customize it. Yeah, right now the only way to float to the top is have someone comment on your post or to mirror it again. That's like, incentivizing spamming. I hope they fix that. <laughs> For well, real, that's like the incentive there is you just repost and remirror and there's no limits on them. Cost them gas, it clogs my feed, but it gets them eyeballs. Those incentives are not aligned. Um, well, yes and no, because I think that it depends. Like I wouldn't sit there and like spam, you know, I don't know, some bull crap, like, like an announcement for us about to start our podcast a few minutes ago that I put out. I wouldn't like keep mirroring that, but like seasoning, for instance, like if I want to get that song to float back up to the top, I need to mirror it myself a couple times a day and then maybe other people pick up the slack and start liking and mirroring and that gets the momentum back up but if i don't manually put it to the top then it might not do it <laughs> interesting and that's what i had to do with the halloween posts in order to get people because like 
when I was like, hey, you have to collect all six, people were like, oh, where are they? What do you mean all six? Like, so I would have to like mirror them. So a lot of the time what I would do is mirror all six first or like right after the post. I would make the post and then I would mirror the rest of them. And actually, I, I was so doing it the other all, way. I see what you mean. And then that way I was like, collect all six. And it's like, what do you mean all six? Just scroll. The next five posts are... <laughs> Here they are. Here's one. Here's the other five. Exactly. I'm right um, on the edge of a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living on the edge over here. <laughs> Shoot. So, yeah, being able to kind of curate your feed a bit is going to, you know, right now we're in that very early, like, social media stage where it's just, you know, chronological and not really based on anything. I mean, it's not based on, you know, and it's funny because we talk about wanting to escape the algorithm, but then when you get out from under the thumb of the algorithm, you're like, what do we do here now? Like you, because the algorithm, we can control it. If the algorithm is something that we determine, that's a totally different thing than catering to, you know, Twitter's algorithm, because you gotta, you gotta make Twitter like you and, do all the things. Well, that's true, but I think, I like, with Instagram, for instance, um, I noticed off top that, like, using Linster, it was like, wait, how am I supposed to, like, I just noticed from the very beginning that it took forever to see a post I might want to see. Like, I was just seeing whatever was there, and like you said, if I want to go see specific things, I would just go to those people's pages and see, like, oh, did Soju drop something new? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yep, that's um, one of them. Right. <laughs> Speaking of which, Soju, this is another little piece of Lens Alpha, but we're working on, and this actually ties into what I was saying earlier about Instagram, but we're working on an Instagram, I mean, an Instagram, a Lens curation team, an animation curation team. So, uh, Brad, myself, Soju, and Gerline are the early starters of this little group. And cool. I'm trying to drag some people in from, you know, Instagram and Slam Dance. I'm trying to get some of my like filmmaker animation friends to get into this, but whew, uphill battle, man. You know, especially right now yeah. with the climate of things, like trying to Nobody's interested in learning. Nobody wants to jump in right now. Not just that. I feel like my friends think I'm a charlatan. They're like, oh my God, he's been... He's one of these crypto people. Yes, he's shilling me. And I'm like... My neighbor, when I told her I was just, you know, casually interested in cryptocurrency, oh, you're into that? Like, she's got no idea. But in her mind, there was this, I could tell, very negative kind of like, I'm a money launderer. You know, I must be some kind of a criminal. Right. Look at those NFTs on your wall. Oh, my God. (laughs) So shady. (laughs) But, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. And, and, you know, even in Bankless Tower scene, we had 10 people sign up for the new joiner session when there's typically, like, more than 50 and we have to cap the the invites because we only have so many facilitators. Wow. There's just nobody showing up to information, like, workshop sessions. People have... They've pulled back. They've retracted. They're not interested in learning. They're not interested in shopping. There's been a huge drop. So we're working with what we've got, you know. And I think 
it'll turn around. Lens is just on the, the best track to make that end product that everybody wants. There's a couple of competitors coming out that I just don't think are going to cut it. Lens seems to have it. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, I mean, there's a few that even beat them to coming out. There's a few that came out before, and um, I don't know. I think that Lens definitely has, you know, they've got Ave, and they've got, you know, the Bankless DAO and Avagachi community are strong people to have let in as early joiners, like, and I think that, you know, the creative team at Lens is, they're really good people and they're really good at like making creative people feel welcome. And I see that like, uh, it's really making the Lens community come together as a community, not just a bunch of community. Like Twitter is a bunch of like communities that exist on Twitter. And now it's getting to the point where Lens people are actually becoming friends with each other. You mean like cross-platform or just within Lens? Well, on Twitter as well, but I would say more like just within Lens, we're seeing people who, you know, like, you know, with Bankless DAO, Bankless DAO brings us together. With Avagachi, Avagachi brings us together. Um, with Lens, it's decentralized social media. There's nothing to bring you together. But I feel like the creative team in making the early joiners of Lens be like the evangelists and the advocates for Lens, it empowers the Lens community to feel like, oh, the early people here, actually, this is a thing. Like, yeah. this isn't people just like Twitter, where it is going to yeah. get to a point where there's so many people on it that you're going to have pockets and communities just like anything else. But right now, in the early days, I feel like we have, we're tight enough that you're seeing people become friends early. And I think that we're going to see these lens friendships go on for years. I think this is the beginning of... I'd hope so. Yeah. I think this is the beginning of the early YouTubers or whatever. But like, I feel like, I say YouTubers because I feel like the early Instagrammers aren't a club and the early TikTokers aren't a club. I don't think it they ever too fast. got together. Whereas YouTubers do collaborate more and they do like each other's channels. And I think there are more like communities that work together in the YouTube community. So I kind of see that with Lens as well. I think. <laughs> Maybe the next step is tapping those communities. Know, going over to those YouTube communities that you can look around and go, oh man, the Minecraft group here is really well, strong. Well, that's kind of what they're doing. Like, um, over here. Yeah, we have people who are just like big on TikTok and big on Twitter. And it's like, hey, you're big over there. Do you think you could do that here? And that go going back to the algorithms and stuff, that's the interesting question here is because what makes you successful on those other platforms? Is it gaming the algorithm or is it having good content? And I feel you like you have to have good content for it to go viral, but the algorithm will amplify it as soon as it sees it's good content. But what I mean is, think it's good what I mean though, is like some content is good, but won't trigger the algorithm mm. because it doesn't, play because you didn't post something similar yesterday 
right, or, or whatever it is. Or yeah. Right. Or because like, you know, like in the case of like animation on Instagram, for instance, like you don't, what do I do? Post it sideways and then you have to turn your phone sideways or do I post it small in the middle of a big black screen? Like, you know, like there is no good way to post it. Um, we don't make animation for the vertical dimension, you know, so it, it's not suited for the, it used to be fine because in, you know, when we first started animation there, everything was square. So we did everything square and it didn't matter. But then, then they did try IGTV, but IGTV, they told you to go vertical. Like a lot of people were trying to do wide and they like, were like, no, don't do this. They were actually probably down, like downgrading those posts and not getting them exposure because they didn't want you to do it. Huh. Yeah. So what I'm saying is in the weird thing now about lens is that with no algorithm to help you, you actually have to just make good content and get it into the eyes of people on your own. There is yeah, nothing. It'll either go viral you. or it won't. Huh. You have to, and I mean, that's going to be where it's like one of those things where people might not like it at first because, or might not like it at all because, you know, this is one of those things with the music business or any business where like, um, people get distribution and they go, well, I paid for distribution. Why isn't my song getting listened to? And it's like, well, you didn't pay for marketing. Yeah. You have to do the marketing. We put it on Spotify, but nobody knows it's there because you have to tell them that. Right. So it's, I feel it's the same thing with Lens. Like Lens is a place where you need to be speaking and advocating all the time. And I need to be better at this. I don't post enough. Like I feel like being present is it at this point you know and then even later yeah or present anywhere i mean that's what they say on any social media is consistency is key you know that's why we do our podcast every week at the same time and we haven't missed a week because you know i mean we've not moved a single week (laughs) yep yeah but we've never skipped a single week consistency is key very good so I feel like same thing in Lens, except it's even more important now because the algorithm's not there to even give you that first hour's push. Like you don't even have that first 60 seconds to 60 minutes of help. It's all on you. That might be good though. I mean, if the idea is asset ownership and like self-sovereignty and this is my content, I own it, I'm publishing it up for whatever price at whatever limit and only these people can own it. If that's all part of the ethos and it's this like self-responsibility type thing and there's a remuneration package involved or like if you're doing it really well, you actually get more. I think it makes sense then for the poster or in this case, the artist to be the one doing the marketing. You know, Twitter does the marketing for you, but they take everything. You get nothing. Anything <laughs> exactly. that might have been valuable generated from your post, they took all of it every time and anything they do for you wasn't for you it was for them right they used your stuff for themselves right now here you use your stuff for yourself it's up to you to push it and it's never gonna not be important the reason i'm saying that is because so we were talking about the algorithms coming later well 
The thing is, those algorithms are not in your control, so you don't know what the algorithm your viewers are using. So you have to pick a strategy and go with it. But that's what's so great about this is, you know what? That's what I like. It's your choice. You pick the strategy, and if it's not working, you have to change it. You can't blame the algorithm anymore. You can't say all that personal responsibility again. I'm getting down smashed by Facebook. I'm getting, you know, shadow banned. Shadow banned. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like you can't claim shadow ban here. Like people just don't care. They've turned you off. You know? <laughs> or you're just not you're interesting or they you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Like you're not hitting. And then you gotta pivot, but it's on you at that point. It yeah. I prefer and, that route on almost every aspect of my life like the self-responsibility thing things get done when you take control of things you know what i mean to and maybe that's not the same for everybody but i'm the type of person that like if i want something done right i'm gonna do it myself you know i've got that kind of i'm going to make sure this gets done correctly attitude yeah so that's got to be valuable you know for the people who have it to be able to leverage it for their own, their own monetary. I think game. it's going to be the best. The whole point of NFTs, when in the beginning, what we were told is because visual artists don't have a digital visual artists don't have a great path to monetization. I think you could say that about a lot of different digital genres. You know, yeah. you could even say it about newsletters and podcasts and other forms of digital media. Um, but I would say like animation like what Gerlene and I are doing doesn't have a place where it does well like it's not going to work on Instagram mm. it's not going to work on TikTok who goes to Facebook to watch animation right it has to be a thing that like you put it in a place where people already go for animations well like YouTube and Vimeo site. are your yeah, last two you. choices but we don't put out fast enough to keep up with YouTube's algorithm like, mm. and the fact that YouTube is only YouTube holds us back. So, Linster and LensTube allows us to put out an animation and then spend a month talking about the next animation or posting about our day or being normal people between animations. Whereas YouTube, you don't get any of that. And it's like, oh, well, if you're only going to put out an animated short every three months, we're not going to help you at all. We'll store it for you, but good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually like the first place that I feel like, uh, and as a multidisciplinary artist, I feel comfortable doing all my stuff on one page. I feel like there's nothing hurting me to say, well, I'm a writer today. I'm a musician tomorrow. I'm a podcaster every Tuesday. You know, like <laughs> I'm a DJ I'm a on Friday. Here's the list of stuff I can do. <laughs> Here are my dances. <laughs> if anything, it's even more... You know, it's really freeing because it's like not having to, you know, like traditionally, like if you were a Twitch person or whatever, Twitch would a podcast and these other things, you would like start a newsletter so that you, but then you've got to convince all your people to come to your newsletter. The newsletter or your website is the only place where you could put like a blog, pictures, videos, all of it together. But that, yeah. that website is still usually not yours it's wordpress or whoever you're going through you know what i mean so like and then you've got to get people to sign up for this thing i i think you know lens is like really unlocking this idea that like one profile to rule them all 
here I am. That's the key. So far, so good. And I mean, you can break out into brands and other things, and I'm thinking that's going to be a, a level up as well. But the fact that you can say, well, I don't need to post on my brand account every day because like I post on my normal account every day and I'm going to highlight my brand account from time to time. And, you know, you know, the algorithm's not squashing you, you know? <laughs> yeah. At least, you know, one algorithm is squashing you. <laughs> one all seeing, all telling, all algorithm. Right. So, yep. All good stuff coming. And then, um, what else is coming for GMI and Avogachi over the next month? I mean, for I think it's going to be a slower season. I know we got merch coming. You know, oh, they've got the sweaters, sweaters and socks. And socks. Uh, they said no more ticket drawings, raffles. No more raffles probably for the end for this year. Um, and I think PVP was supposed to be here Coder Dan said he would be surprised if it was not launched by the end of the year. Not launched, though. He said he would be surprised if we don't have some form of PvP to demo before the end of the year to try. So it's going to be Mumbai, uh, and it's going to be... I, I'm not getting my hopes too high. There's going to be something that we're going to be able to do. It's going to probably be... I would imagine we're going to try something on the Hangout the last week of the month. It'll um, probably be arena stuff. It'll be focused. It'll be limited. Yeah. And I mean what we've seen already is that they're they're trying out these these um enemies and other things one feature at a time and that's what they told us is that we would roll these things one at a time. After PVP, I think we're going to start working on traits one at a time, you know, like adding trait. They did say we would not have traits for right. the first battle. Exactly. So maybe that's even coming early 2023. We don't know. We do not um, know. I wonder if we're going to have any more craft. Uh, I don't think we're going to have any more craftables this year. Um, I bet you we will. I bet you we'll have some crafting Wednesdays in December. You think if so? If they made Halloween decorations, they're going to make like Christmas decorations. That's not a bad thought. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't be cannibalizing other markets. Like, stop making stuff limited editions for people to buy right now because if they do that, you know, I get it, limited, whatever, you look at the sink, et cetera. But every time they introduce a new thing in this limited liquidity market, it just takes out of the fake gotchis. It takes out of farming. It takes out of this. It takes right. out of like there's no more money coming in. Look how few NF golden it's NFT taking. displays got minted. Right. I think uh was it I mean, it's questionable. Is it because they were just too high or because people were buying the Halloween decorations? Probably both, but they were way too high for what they are. They it were does definitely all too the high. exact same things as the already kind of pricey NFT displays, but they're yellow on the corners. And that's it. That is absolutely, like, I couldn't justify it, even a single one. I mean, you can see right here in the chat that I aped. So you're I one got, of the few, so it's probably going to be worthwhile. You know, I think they, he said that Coder Dan said there's only 32 golden NFT displays in the Gachiverse. Yeah. So that is one of 32 you're looking at, baby. <laughs> Looks rare. <laughs> oh, yeah. But in terms of other stuff coming, I don't think it's much. I think it should be, I mean, we're, gonna, we're all going to be busy because of the holiday season, et cetera, et cetera. 
the only reason might not be too busy. The only reason I thought no more craftables is because I think that uh, no futuristic asked if there were going to be any more crafting Wednesdays and coder Dan's response was like, well, I feel like we have a lot of installations and a lot of sinks right now. And we're kind of working. I remember that. Yeah. So it might be that maybe not, (laughs) but you never know. Maybe there will be around every year. Until we blow the world up, so maybe next year. Until we blow the world up. One of these days, we're going to mess it up too bad. (laughs) You know, we won't have an undo button. (laughs) But that's all right. Bowtie popped in and out. (laughs) I saw that. I saw that. It's all right. I think that that pretty much wraps it up, though. I mean, we got a quick plug for the GMI Zemtima merch. If you're interested, cool coffee mugs, cool shirts, super comfy. Check them out. Tell your friends. What about zombie time business hour? Are you thinking about doing business hour tonight? Got anything um, on the dock? Am I doing business hour tonight? I don't know. I what don't about zombie know. time music hour? Friday music uh, hour is happening time. for sure. I just have go. some. I have some uploading I have to do tonight. I told China that I would get all of the episodes of From A to Z up. I also have some Bankless DAO YouTube stuff to be doing, so I feel like I'm going to be like stuck doing actual audio work all night. <laughs> oh. Um. So more details later then. Dobby Time Music Hour, Friday. Definitely a thing. Yes, definitely a thing. And Friday, we're also going to get the form out for the GMI Secret Santa. There we go. And nice. yes, we need to get the form out. Like Hefe said Saturday, but I think we need to get it out Friday night while we have everybody's attention. And then we can drop it again. I don't know. It's kind of weird to drop it in the general on Saturday because, like, are we trying to invite the whole Avagachi community? I thought it was a GMI. I don't think that's the play. Yeah, yeah. we should keep it GMI. If they want to join, if they find out and want to join, cool. But I don't think this is something that we want to like pressure or encourage hundreds of people to get into. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. We should definitely make it to where the form is in GMI, and if you want to be part of it, you got to be GMI. Yes, <laughs> we should mediate it at least to like Street Team Def GMI. Maybe we can look at that later. But anyway, yeah. I'm excited. Santa. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to try to make something, but I, w- I want to... I don't even know what I'm going to do, but yeah, I definitely think Secret Santa is going to be killer. I think it's a great idea. Um, and then there was one more... Oh, so next week for From A to Z, I will be in Art Basel. Ah, yes. So, next week, in the name of consistency, we're going to have to figure this out. So, I don't know exactly what my plans are. I don't know where I'll be. I don't know what I'll be doing. My plan is if you start at the same normal time, I will show up on my phone one way or another. I will show up at that time. I'll try to do a whole hour. I'll try to be on camera, but it'll be on location. And uh, who knows what location that will be. (laughs) We'll do it live. (laughs) And then... um, I can record, I can stream, no worries there. If you can get to the call, I think we're covered. Hell yeah, so from A to Z, from Art Basel next week. Exciting. It'll be a little different, but it'll be exciting. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. You're going to come back with some cool stories and a 
fucking bag full of merch. So that's what I'm really <laughs> wanting. I want a bag of Avagachi t-shirts. I need some fake gachi. Some I don't know what we're gonna gear. have out there, but they better give me a t-shirt or something. Um, and then yeah, lens gear. I want some lens gear. You know, very dope. Well, I think man. I'm gonna run into the Polygon team. I've been talking with them as well. Oh, so sure. yeah, I think I'll run into the Polygon team. Get me some Polygon merch. I think it's their thing. Like most of the crypto related stuff is is Polygon doing. Art Basel's their thing. Not Art Basel itself, but the crypto parts of it. I think are kind of like. Okay. Yeah, they're like. Well, you know. That arena right up the street isn't going to be putting any money into the pot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns the arena now? <laughs> I bet you naming rights will be stripped within weeks. I bet you they pull those fucking letters down and they sell it to somebody else. It's going to be right back to Staples. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll oh, see. Man. All right, well. Great episode. Great talking to you. Catch you next next week from uh, Art Basel, and uh, definitely see you in the Gachiverse and on Lens. Awesome. All right. Thanks man. for coming, friends. Yep. See y'all next time. <laughs>